Welcome to Not the Only One. I'm Sarah Jerome, your host and high school youth minister here at St. Matthew Catholic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. This podcast explores our Catholic faith and is here to remind you that when you have questions, you're not the only one. Welcome back. Today, we are continuing our mini-series, Passionate Priests. Um, Last week, Father Sanchez told us about who he is um, and how a number of the things that make up an identity is important. Father, how are you? Hello, Sarah. I'm very well. Thank you for having me again in this podcast. I'm very happy to be back and to share with uh, all the people who will be listening to this podcast uh, some of my uh, stories and some of, of, of the things that make me be who I am. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Shall we begin in prayer? For sure. All right. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Loving Father, we give you thanks for this time of sharing. Help us to keep everything in order, peace, prudence, and patience, ever surrendering to weariness or difficulties, and to work above all with purity of intention and with detachment of self. We ask this to Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. So, Father, growing up, Mm -hmm. you were child number 12 of 15. Yes. Did you ever think, growing up with that large family, that you would ever become a priest? Not really. (laughs) Um, I think the the idea was there uh, at a young age. I grew up in a farm uh, from when I was born to when I was eight years old. And we moved to the city where I started um, helping as an altar boy uh, after I received my first communion. And that was perhaps the first time I I thought about my vocation. And I think I mentioned this in one of the uh, previous episodes. Um, But I always rejected the idea, and uh, in my mind, I had the perfect plan, right? Um, I said, I'm going to be married, and uh, I'm going to have a lot of children. Why? Because that was the example I was receiving. No, but it, I was sort of afraid of being by myself, right? I, right? I look at the priest, and I thought, you know, he just leaves of himself. So I was craving that idea of having a family. Of course, um, with time, understanding, and discernment, I was able to figure it out and say, okay, the priest doesn't have a family of his own, but he has a lot of family that are his own. Yeah, a community, so, a community of people community. that surround him. So growing up, uh, being a one of 15 um, was a little tough sometimes, but <laughs> it was also very fun, right? Yeah. And um, I guess going back to the topic of finding your identity, Sometimes when you are among so many, it's hard to really um, stand out, if you will. Um, and you're always trying to compete with your siblings. Right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, if there's a, a cake in the table, you know, you want the biggest peas or, <laughs> or um, you're, you, you want to stand out, right? And so right. my family can be very loud because of that. You know, you're either you... You speak loud or <laughs> you're not going to be heard, right? Yeah. Um, but also in having so many siblings, um, it, there's a lot of, uh, of good to it because you have a lot of examples, right? You have a lot of 
of uh, role models. Were your siblings I'm, always positive role models, or would they mostly you learned as um, well? <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be listening to this. <laughs> I hope they're not. <laughs> no, they 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 have been uh, awesome role models, right? Uh, like great. everybody else, they they're not perfect, but I always look up to them. Um, they follow the that the advice that our parents gave us. And uh, for the most part, we uh, are trying to stay connected. But um, I'm always, you know, looking for the opportunity to see what they're doing and to follow on their footsteps. Right. And like you mentioned of in the last episode of, yeah. of getting on Facebook and just kind of being able to stay in contact, not just with them, but all your extended family as well. Exactly. Exactly. That's yeah, good. So. Growing up, did you ever have like um, someone would get in trouble and your mom would just go down the list of just like all the family names until it finally got to you because there's just so many oh. of you? <laughs> <laughs> every mother out there struggles with this. Oh, every mother who has so many children or at least few. Right. Um, I remember my mom uh, would you know, ask us to do something and would go like, Martin, Ignacio, yeah. Leonardo, oh, Miguel, do this. <laughs> and so, um, because, you know, they're busy with their own things. Oh, and for so, sure. Yeah, they, they think of their children and they, yeah, all the names that come to mind. Mind is um, busy. My mom, yeah. so there's only four of us. Uh-huh. And the amount of times we'd be like, I need you to fold the clothes. And she'd be like, Andrew, David, Jonathan, Sarah, whatever your name is, I just, I need you to go do this. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure when she listens to it, she'll be like, I can't believe you called me out like that. But like you said, I think every mother gets very busy, right? And you had, you had two brothers that came to the States before you did, right? Um, almost everyone above me came to the States. We came together, a group of us, right? That's right. But my Three older brothers, they used to go to California under contract and work over there together with my, um, with my dad. Um, so eventually they moved to South Carolina and they started their own company, their construction company. I'm not going to advertise because this is not <laughs> advertisement. No, but they, they, they started their own construction company. And so um, speaking about that uh, natural uh, Called to follow on your, you know, family. Right. We moved to South Carolina, and I worked eight years in construction. So uh, when I was living in Mexico, I I finished ninth grade, and then um, I started working when I was twelve. And I asked him permission to work, and said I can let you work only if you work with um, your siblings or your cousins, you know, something within the family. So I started working when I was 12 as a butcher. So I was helping. I was like a, a helper there. And so I work from 12 to 20 okay. in Mexico. And then when I moved to the States, I started working in construction with my uh, brothers. And so I became a brick mason. And I was working there until I entered seminary. So I spent 13 years without going to school. So you have all this experience um, as a butcher, as a brick mason, doing work in construction, um, but these were all jobs. Yes. These are all things that, that you did to make money, and um, how, how did that transform into answering the call to become a priest? Well, when 
I moved from Mexico to United States. Um, I've experienced a little bit of, of shock in terms of, of going from being very involved in my parish back in Mexico to being very centered into uh, work and to being successful in life. And yeah. Speaking about material things, right? Mm -hmm. And so my uh, sisters, I have two sisters who are catechists, and they knew that I was very involved in the youth group, that I was very involved in the parish. And so they wanted me to help with catechesis, First Communion. And I always put the excuse that I was uh, too busy at work, that um, it was uh, too long of a time. And so I, I put off with that for a long time. But it wasn't until I lived the retreat called Amaya's Retreat okay. that something changed. And um, I was able to set some time to help with the retreat and to help with um, catechesis. So that brought uh, like 360 uh, change in my life to say, well, apart from having, uh, you know, the experience of working and, and as a butcher, working as a brick mason, I can do something else, right? Right. Something that would be more centered into the spiritual life. Yes, God gave me talents to um, develop, you know, these certain traits, but I can do something else. Um, finding the uh, idea that I was able to do all these things and finding the courage to say, if God has given me this desire, I can do it. Right. And I know that he's going to help me with everything. It wasn't easy. And, <laughs> and uh, studying in a different language and, and studying philosophy wasn't easy. But um, I said, you know what, God, if you really want me to be a priest, I'll try my best. And I put my talents at your service and you're going to help me. And yeah. he did. So. And you chose to say yes and you you jumped yes, right in and yes. it, here you are now. I, I think the experience you gain working in every trade, working out there, will be very uh, good for your future. And so it doesn't matter what you do um, before you, you settle and you say, this is what I'm going to do for life. Right. Um, everything is important and, and anything that you learn will help you in life. Yeah, it eventually led you to the path that God mm -hmm. God wanted you to be on. Yes. It's it's. Funny, do you ever look back and think like, oh, that makes sense? Because I do that all the time. Like I started off as a soccer coach and here I am as a high school youth minister, but somehow it all still connects, you know? Yes, I think um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a strong believer that God can guide us through life right. in a way that will help us uh, acquire that experience so that we can share with other people. And every vocation is different, right? Sometimes I wonder... Um, if it would have been better for me to, you know, to continue my studies or to join seminary before. But I'm like, no, if God allowed me to have those experiences is because now I can use them somehow and to bring uh, those experiences to help other people. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't matter if, if I struggle here or there, those struggles can become something good for me now. So makes sense. I, I always try to be positive in that sense. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Talking about your vocation of how you, of, you know, how you became a priest and answering that call and saying yes and talking last episode about um, your identity, how would you say that those two are intertwined, who you are and who God called you to be 
um, as a priest? How is that connected? Well, um, to me, we all share a call, right? We all share uh, a goal in life, which is sanctity. And so finding that identity in being created by God and returning to God um, was, it wasn't easy, of course, but um, that brought together the experience of life in saying, now that I chose to be a priest and um, I'm serving him, my goal is to reach to heaven and to reach to that um, sanctity. But all those experiences that I lived are going to help me to understand better who I am and what are my strengths, what are my weaknesses, and how I can apply them so that everything that I do will give God uh, glory and everything that I do can help other people to, um, to get closer to God. Yeah. Um, and so it doesn't matter if you're uh, single, if you're married, if you're uh, a, a, in a re religious vocation, if you're a priest or none, we all have to aim for sanctity, right? right. And uh, I always say, you know, we all have uh, our crosses and we all have our blessings. So we have to work together in this uh, journey of faith. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think that might be all we have time for today. Um, thank you so much, Father, for for sh for sharing in in your journey. And um, our next episode will come out uh, next week, um, and that'll be our final episode of this mini series with Father Sanchez. Um, Father, do you mind ending us in prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, uh, we give you thanks for these opportunity to share our stories and to share our faith with one another. Lord, help us always to be attentive to those around us and so so that we can use our talents to serve others. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.